So I, fuck it. We do it live. Uh, if I don't hear Liam, I hang up, so. I can't do it. We'll do it live. Okay. We'll, no. we'll do it live. Fuck it. Do it live. I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live. Fucking thing sucks. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the warm sounds of the Beer Engine Podcast with Griff and Tony. And Brian Malika. Hey, way to, way to ruin my intro and uh, sort of set up the guest awkwardly, Tony. That's perfect. You're um, welcome. Hey, it's uh, it's Griff here, another episode of Beer Engine Podcast. You heard, you heard it from, from Liam himself. Tony, of course, is here. He just uh, jumped in right in front of me. And also here is, you know, we, we know the Jeff Tiedriches of the world. We know the Brooklyn Reply guys, you know, all the Trump Reply guy, uh, uh, Brooklyn Resistance Dad type guys. But um, with us, we have the number one Donald Trump Jr. Reply guy. It's Brian, of course. Brian, how are you holding up? Within, in the era of, uh, you know, deplatforming. I actually feel like, you know, given a few more months of people forgetting all about the whole Trump world, I might get a reply from Donald Trump Jr. And uh, <laughs> part of me feels like that's all I really need. Like, what if we became friends, you guys? Yeah, yeah. Or maybe maybe that could happen to like the Trump guys too. So some Trump guy becomes friends with Eugene, Dr. Eugene Gu, if anyone knows remembers that guy who would post on every Trump post. Or uh I love Brooklyn Resistance Dad is an all timer. I love that guy. Just a, the funniest shit. Your stuff was much more prescient than those guys, we'll at least say that. But uh at least wasn't uh super corny or Hamilton quotes or whatever, but um <laughs> I got to ask you something, Brian, while you're here. You're, of course, our podcast dad. Um, I sure. We've done 40-something episodes of this. Uh, we were talking about that when we actually hung out uh, in person this weekend. And, uh, it's I mean, it just feels like we've produced a lot of content. You made 700, 800 or so episodes of a podcast and, you know, 50 of another and 80 of another. And, um, <laughs> sure. I wake up every Wednesday when we have to do this and – maybe this is just a symptom of being me and waking up and I wake up and I look around and I'm like, Oh, I can't record today. I'm going to have to ask Tony to wait till tomorrow. There's no way in hell I could do this today. I don't have the, I don't have anything to talk about. I'm stu- I don't have any energy. I'm a big waste of time. Now those things could be true, but I, I do usually manage to pull my shit together to do it. Did you feel that way three times a week or do you just have a better like, uh, attitude about this shit than I do. Before Brian gives his full, complete reply, I would just like to say you didn't take into account one thing. He's a broken individual. Yeah. So yeah, there's there's two. That's a two part answer. Number one, the hole in me is much larger than the hole in you. Believe it or not. So I uh, I always I woke up thinking, what the hell are we going to talk about? But also in the back of my mind, the idea that we wouldn't do it was not an option. Like it was, it was a horrible hunger. Plus I had the added uh, uh, bonus of two of those three times a week, knowing that I was going to have to spend 30 minutes prior (laughs) to recording, convincing the person I'm recording with (laughs) to record because they don't want to do it. 
Um, but uh, yeah, so it's uh, it's believe me, it's it's a terrible life uh, that you guys are embarking on. But congratulations, uh, you've made it farther than I think ninety percent of the podcasts that have ever been started. Yeah. So I uh, I commend you. Yeah, we've made it ninety percent longer than I think either of us expected to uh, ever ever do this for. So the fact that we're almost to a year is gonna is if we do a, if we do a full year of podcast without either of us dying or um, quitting or uh, getting like doing some kind of litigation against each other or getting a lawsuit, um, I, I guess that's a win. Although I've said before, I do want lawsuits. So, um, so. I thought we'd bring back a classic segment from uh, one of Brian's past shows. Uh, of course, this is Vegas news. Just kidding. This is uh, the best thing I, uh, I ate this week. And uh, I know Brian was out eating, uh, had a nice meal this weekend. I was eating some fun food. So Brian, I, I thought maybe we'd kick that off with you. If you could tell us the best thing you ate this past week uh, out here in Vegas. Yeah, sure. So, uh, yeah, I, I, uh, I got a chance to go have a, a meal at Other Mama, which is a restaurant I've been wanting to go to for two years mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and just couldn't get my shit together. And then they obviously with with COVID, they closed down and then they stayed closed. Well, after restaurants were allowed to open again, they stayed closed and they just did uh, curbside pickup. Um. I uh, we they finally reopened with very limited seating, like literally seven tables in the entire restaurant. So uh, we we went and it was uh, it was terrific. I, I highly recommend it. As far as the best thing I ate, weirdly, and I'm not always a dessert guy, but uh, there was a a miso honey ice cream that we had right before we left. Yeah, that killed and me. That's so good. We actually, we actually only ordered it because. Uh, my wife with a huge curveball as we're getting ready to leave orders another glass of wine. I'm like, yeah. okay, well, I thought we were out of here in five minutes, but okay. looks like we're going to go ahead and throw a dessert into the mix. And I'm glad we did because it was fucking amazing. Hang on. I know your wife. Why yeah. is this a curveball that she's ordering more wine? <laughs> okay. Oh. There's only five minutes before you're leaving, but I've seen her yeah. down a glass of wine in less than five minutes. Oh, and she did. Yeah, she did great. But uh, it was there was a couple reasons. One is, yeah, we were. I mean, we had hired a babysitter, so like we, you know, we were uh, we're on the clock. Uh, and then two, she had really done a uh, like a buffet sampler of alcohols. She uh, she got a cocktail right when we sat down, uh, and then this place has like a like a Japanese inspired menu. So she got a sake, which was amazing, uh, and then uh, then she got a glass of wine. And I thought, okay, that's pretty good. Like, you know, she'd also had a glass of wine before we left. So she's on, she's on the way. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, just, uh, and we had finished all of our food and we both commented about how we felt full and satisfied. And then all of a sudden she ordered another glass of wine and it was like, well, I guess it's dessert time, but it ended up being a great blessing because that was probably, I mean, it was the best consistency ice cream I've ever had. Flavor was terrific. It was, it was so, it was, it was delicious. Uh, I will give an asterisk because it's not something I ate, but also had phenomenal cocktails and they had one, which I, I think might be the most interesting and, and like, I'm kind of obsessed with it and trying to recreate it at home with very little success. But uh, they had a cocktail that was a little bit like a Moscow mule, but uh, it was made with horseradish vodka. So they infused their own vodkas there with horseradish and then it had like a ginger syrup and then lemon yeah, dude. So you 
you take a sip and the first thing you get is like that, that horseradish, like shot up, you know, your brainstem Mm -hmm. and you're like, this is going to be spicy before your brain can even process it. Like you get the sweet and then the citrus. And, uh, it was, it's one of the best cocktails I've ever had in my whole life. And I, um, I, the next day I went out and bought fresh horseradish root. (laughs) I'm like, Tony, what I assume your house is like, Tony, with uh, weird jars of, fucking vinegars and fermenting shit. I immediately started to like do my own uh, infusion, like whiskey or uh, uh, vodka, horseradish infusion. And I actually tried to make it tonight and it did not taste the same. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm sure I'm doing something wrong, but uh, we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. I'll, I'll get there eventually. Shrunk, shrunken heads in a jar in Tony's house, walking past it like the, like the Simpsons walking through there with little, little baby Mr. Burns in a jar or something. <laughs> Um, Tony, what do you got? What, what, what were you mixing up this week? Did you, uh, did you get anything you cooking bacon or making cheese or anything this week? Nothing super crazy, just something done completely right. And that is, well, there was a home grown element to it. That was a simple, uh, cheese and tomato toasted sandwich. Now I've got a few tricks to this. First of all, get rid of the butter. Butter is a mugs game. Use Hellman's mayonnaise. No other mayonnaise will do. Use Hellman's on the outside of the bread. You've got to use a good cheese. I used an Edam cheese. And you've got to use that cheese top and bottom of your bread. And you sandwich the homegrown tomato in that bread. Now, that's not all. The way you take it to the next level is you use a burger press to weight down the sandwich and it gives good contact, but it doesn't squash it like a panini press. It is absolutely perfect. And take your time with that sucker. Don't rush it. Just takes a little bit of time. Sous vide. There's a whole bitch in the sous vide, right? That's what I'm talking about. 75 minutes later, you got a sandwich. <laughs> I was going to say, isn't the right way to do this there? A uh, piece of American cheese, squirt of ketchup? Wonder ketchup? Bread? No. No. That is not the way to do it, and I did it on a uh, sourdough with uh, caraway seeds in it. Oh, that sounds good. Well, it sounds like a good sandwich, Tony. Um, I do want to respond to what Brian was talking about real quick and remind uh, remind him, uh, remind everybody here that I was I tried to go to Other Mama and I got drunk instead. Um, <laughs> probably two years ago, about it would have been yeah. when uh, around when they opened, we made reservations there. It looked amazing. And never got the chance to go since. Instead, we got um, drunk, and I kind of got drunk enough that I believe I fell off my stool. Uh, <laughs> We've all been uh, Did you get a pastrami sandwich at the Vig Deli over at the M? Uh, no, I think that night we just got some uh, In-N-Out and uh, sadly ate it in the house. And then we realized, oh, it's In-N-Out. It's still pretty good. So yeah, that's fine. Not bad. Um, yeah, this week we actually got some uh, – finally got the noodles I've been wanting uh, for a while – guys i was i was excited to get these from from shang artisan noodle here in vegas uh hand pulled noodles uh szechuan you know style heat so uh kelly got the dan dan noodles i got the the spicy beef um like broth noodle dish uh the the beef stuff was not spicy enough the dan dan was super spicy um, which involved Kelly doing a lot, some of the like inward breathing. It was it was pretty good to watch her eat. She loved it, but it was it was an enjoyable experience watching her eat it. That the the best thing I ate was the next day 
when I took the Dandan and mixed in some of the beef broth. And that was really good. I don't, I highly doubt that was any sort of authentic item, but it had all the heat and the soy of the Dandan, a little bit of the beef broth and just sort of pan cooked that up. And honestly, the leftover noodles uh, and the sauce were just as good as the day before. So that was great. And it did numb out my mouth and I didn't quite get as sweaty on the back of my head as I usually do when I eat Szechuan peppercorn. Um, so it was a little less gross for the normal person to observe, but um, I did enjoy eating it quite a bit. And also they had great other stuff too. So the spicy wontons from there are, are really good. So that place is legit. I, I recommend it if you're in town. Um, I have to say one of like, I, I don't believe in magic, but the closest thing I think that exists to magic is that hand-pulled noodle thing mm-hmm. where they just like wave it up and down and then they fold it and wave it up and down. And then all of a sudden at some point it turns into a hundred noodles. <laughs> it's amazing. I'm like, how the fuck did that happen? Where, where did it come from? Yeah. It's Copperfield shit, man. It's just like, Whoa, how did you do that? That's crazy. Yeah. No, I, I can never believe that when it actually, when it actually happens, it's, it's wild. I'm, I got a, I got a whole list right now of takeout stuff I got to do. Um, so it was good to knock that one off. Um, also, it was funny to watch me eat the beef pancake because I took a bite out of it, and the entire the entire thing exploded out the back, which was great on the like glass countertop table that we have here, which is left a nice uh, look on that. Um, so, a couple of things we wanted to cover today. We wanted to get you on, Brian, because we want to talk about some Super Bowl bets, some Super Bowl uh, food maybe, um, kind of bring back some of – try to re- recreate the magic, I think, from the Table for Eight podcast. I think people have been hoping for sure. me and me and Tony to have some magic, one of these. One of these, uh, you know, sometime this year maybe, a little bit, we could just crank some out. Table for um, Eight is the place to find it. Boy, there was <laughs> we had some magic going there. Yeah, I think I was. I think that's a show where I was either um, deathly ill or drunk for every single episode that we made. <laughs> really, pretty remarkable. But I did want to get a little bit of beer content in. I know nobody loves beer content like Brian, but I think he'll like this content. Um, this is a segment uh, that we just recently created, and I don't believe has a drop yet, Tony. But I like to call this segment ripped off from David Letterman. It's called Stupid Beer Tricks. No, we don't have a, a drop for that. Stay tuned next week. God I'll have it. Damn it. <laughs> because we all know I like a new hobby and I've got a new hobby and I've I've waited to, to speak about this new hobby because I know Brian's going to have something to say about this. Now, I know I'm terrible. Don't think I'm going to become the um, new, what was that Entertainment Tonight reporter that played the organ? I bought myself John a... John Tesh. John Tesh. John Tesh, yeah. Yeah, I'm not the latest John John Tesh, but I have bought myself a synth. So you look oh, for Jesus some sweet Christ. beats. <laughs> Jesus Christ. No, it's good. He's been he's been he's been putting some nice tunes out for us. Um, Tony Tony hanging out in his cheese cave playing the synth. What a fucking nightmare. <laughs> yeah. That's all we that's all we need, isn't it? <laughs> Tony with a big thing of a sheet pad of, of music of staves writing <laughs> out like by hand, all of his tunes really good. Um, so stupid beer tricks is where we talk about uh, breweries that are doing, Hey, stupid shit to beer. Um, beer is dumb enough as it is. And Lord knows that the two of us like some of the dumbest ass shit out there. 
But these ones sort of blow us away and reach a level of weirdness that um, maybe is beyond our uh, our needs. But this fit seemed to fit in with the Super Bowl uh, theme. Uh, Brian, I did send this over to you earlier in the week. This is from Martin House Brewing. This is a brewery in uh, the Dallas-Fort Worth area, and they have produced two new beers. One is called Buffalo Wangs. It is a buffalo wing sour and the other one is called a uh, is called ranch dipping sauce, and it is just the style is ranch dressing beer. They didn't really muster up much of a stylistic <laughs> description of that. It does have lactose in it, so they're not fucking around. They're making it like, um, they, hey, maybe it'll blow my mind, just like when uh, Jameson made the uh, ranch ranch dip out of sour cream in the packet, and I was like, oh shit, you can just make it. Um, so maybe this will be like that, but. This one has 100 pounds or the equivalent of 1,600 ranch dressing packets to create the ultimate ranch lover's dream. So, yeah, exactly. 1,600 ranch packets. You know, I hope they didn't have to open all those at once, huh? Uh, And then the buffalo wing one just, I believe, has hot sauce in it. Um, You know, we'll peek at some ratings on these and see if we get anything out. But, Brian, what do you think? Would Would you give these a go? Without question, I would. Uh, I would probably. I would probably pick it over uh, a different, like any other beer. Like if, <laughs> if I was given a choice of thirty, I'd be like, I'll take the hot wing one. Um, the novelty manage- is high. I, I would be into the novelty. I'll admit yeah. that it, it's something, especially the buffalo wing flavor, because I love buffalo stuff. So and and they managed to. They're they're geniuses in that you're gonna drink them both. You got to drink. Is anyone not going to drink the the hot wing and the ranch together? I'm not just going to be like, let me crack a ranch beer. I'm going to drink them together. Work. I get done with work on a Wednesday, and I'm like, ah, 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 time for a beer. Let's relax. And I look in the fridge, and I've got you know a bunch of Miller Lite and some maybe some like nice fancy lager or something. Like, nah, it's ranch hour. It's the ranch what, hour, baby. What if that? What if that just became like my beer? Like I'm not a beer guy, but what if I tried it as a joke and I'm like, no, this is like my beer. So like every weekend when I just want to chill out and crack a brew, you buy like that's three, my beer. I buy the ranch beer. Three cases of ranch dipping <laughs> sauce beer so that you just have one, you know, whatever you want. Um, so, you know, sometimes on this on this show, Brian, we, we guess the ratings of these weird beers. Uh, the ranch dipping sauce does not have any reviews yet because it's not re- released yet, I don't believe. But uh, you guys want to give a shot? I, Tony, you're going to be better at this because you sort of know how untapped beers get rated. Um, I do. Brian, you, can give, you should give it a go, though. It, it's, uh, we, we can play closest to the pin on this. Okay. Um, we'll just give Brian Buffalo a... Wings, a 5.2% sour beer made with hot wing sauce. Yeah, and now this is judged on a five-point scale, so it falls anywhere between five and zero, but it goes to two decimal places. So if you can give your answer to two decimal places, that would be good. Now, I I love a good stunt beer. We all know my affection for the salt and vinegar chip beer, which I thought was delicious. That was an instant five-star for me. Before I rate this, I do want to ask Brian a question. I've had beers where you actually take two separate beers and you mix them together to give you a combo beer, would you be mixing these two beers oh, together? Yeah. Because 100%, yeah, without question. You, you got to, you got to. Yeah, yep. I agree. 
Okay. So my, my guess at this rating, this is going to be super but, divisive. But I'm going to clarify this. Nobody has mixed them together yet because the other one, one of them existed and the ranch beer is brand new. So there is no, yes. there doesn't appear to be any, any magic going on yet. Yep. So, so go ahead. So a, a good score falls around a four for a good beer. This is not going to be in that class because this is very divisive. So it's going to fall lower, but it's not going to fall to Australian low standards because Australians love to shit on beer. This is going to come in above three, but barely above three at 3.27. Okay. okay. Brian, now, you want to laugh down out there? Out. Again, I don't, I don't know a lot about this, but what I do know is you mentioned untapped. The only thing I know about untapped is like you got to already be like a beer person to be involved mm-hmm. in this. Mm-hmm. So if this was like when we did the Thanksgiving thing and like there was that horrible like, uh, you know, whatever, yeah. banana, you know, marshmallow <laughs> fucking potato dish, I knew for sure that was going to be a five because any sure. weirdo that read that and actually made it was predisposed to liking it. Yeah. That's not going to happen here. I feel like it, Tony is high. I'm going below Tony. I'm going to say 2.9. I actually like both of your uh, thought processes there, but remarkably, uh, it is a 3.55. Oh, wow. Buffalo. I know. I was. I, that's actually much higher than I expected to. Um, <laughs> some of the reviews here. So I got to say this. This beer is orange. It is orange like hot sauce. <laughs> oh, um, well, you should have told us yeah. that. That's bonus points right there. That that gets half a point right there. Okay. Really? You Okay. All right. Absolutely. Uh, I love a, this, a weed-colored beer. Give me But there are people who say that it is on point that but they hate it. So this this legit tastes like wings and celery. Thanks, I hate it. Um <laughs> Uh, there's some other good ones. Couldn't do it. Smelled like chicken, spicy, drain pour, <laughs> too effing weird. I don't get why you would buy this beer and be mad that it tasted like buffalo wings. Right. Um, that doesn't make any sense. Some people saying it's buttery. Butter is an off flavor in beer typically, but in a buffalo wing sauce beer, half the goddamn shit is butter. So yeah, no next, shit that it tastes like butter. Next thing you're going to <laughs> okay. tell me that you get a... a a butter-flavored popcorn beer, and it tastes like diacetyl. Well, it's it's meant to be in the flavor descriptor. It's meant to taste like butter. Is this um, readily available places? Because now I'm now I feel like I need to drink it. I I, I have a contact in Dallas that I am um, putting some feelers out to to uh, okay. get, us, get us this beer. So I'll I'll do my best. Um, if this appears on Tavor, though, my ass is like. In for a in for a, a six pack right away. I'll take I'll take them all. Um, I'll start giving them away. This this has big time Mamma Mia pizza beer possibility. And okay. I don't know if, Brian, if we talked about the Mamma Mia pizza beer, but um, this I think this is right in the category with the Mamma Mia pizza beer. Of it tastes like pizza and it makes people mad for some reason because it said it tasted like pizza and it had pizza in it. Um, doesn't make any sense. It just that's what it is. So. Uh, I want it. I want to try it. Give now, I mean, will somebody be uh, aging this for five or six years like we've seen with the Mamma Mia pizza beer, do you think? No. You know, I th- I'm sure they will. People are stupid idiots, so they'll, they'll do whatever. Um, we did get a couple comments on this. Corey had a, our, our listener, Corey, had a, uh, made a comment on the Discord. I am more of a blue cheese man with my wings. 
did they mention any plans for a blue cheese ale, preferably something sessionable? Uh, I'm not sure if I would do the blue cheese version of this. Uh, no. I, lo- I do like blue cheese with wings, but I, uh, I'm not sure if <laughs> I think that one might be a little bit too, a little too stinky for me. Um, I don't know. Tony, would you drink a blue cheese beer? Absolutely. I, I, I would definitely be down for a blue cheese beer. That actually sounds better to me than the ranch beer, the blue cheese, um, especially if you put no, it in a, in a sour. Absolutely not. No, you're off on this. It's, uh, I mean, uh, neither's going to be a winner, but I got to tell you, like a blue cheese beer, and I like blue cheese, I, I gag a little bit just at the thought of it. <laughs> like it's absolutely not not like a good wholesome ranch beer or the biscuit and gravy beer which i already announced i would have biscuit and gravy beer um i've i've been seeing uh well another thing we might we might want to get into brian actually is the local beer place down the road here in the arts district is doing a flight of micheladas so if we're thinking savory beer is interesting to us um so you you need to know this about me uh i cannot handle tomato juice oh that's right you hate tomato it's, juice it's yeah, the yeah. only thing like i say i hate a lot of foods but i don't really hate it i would just like i prefer other things to it i mm-hmm. tomato juice really does induce like a gag reflex i can't i can't stomach it i've tried i want to like a bloody mary i like spicy shit i like vodka I just i can't do it i cannot drink a tomato juice so Sadly, a flight of micheladas that not in here? <laughs> would, end, would end in a nightmare for me. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that sounds nasty already. Okay, so we'll uh, we'll go ahead and leave that. Uh, I won't be doing it by myself because by myself, that sounds like a problem. If you just go there and if you're not going there for the novelty of it and you're just sitting there being like, I think I'll have a flight of tomato, different tomato juices with different <laughs> beers. I don't know if I can do that. All right, so so Brian, we brought you, we brought you on here to tell us what to do with the damn Super Bowl. Um, I uh, I went on to the app, which I now now famously or however famous anything on this podcast is famously to thirty five people uh, did uh, uh, have to go into the casino and take a selfie, and uh, and some person somewhere in you know Bangladesh or something had to look at my picture and somehow verify that I was standing in the casino or something. I don't know. But uh, I have it now, and I opened up the app, and uh, the app is really shitty, first of all. We should point that out. And it has just every prop, just all in one big line. Uh, no no real organization to, to speak of. And everything is just written in all caps with no description of what it means. So it's just like uh, uh, T, TBTDs, one through four and you're like oh i guess i can decipher what that means but it's not super helpful so um i need you to come through and tell me try to organize my thoughts a little bit so that i i know what to uh what to pick so i'm gonna just real quick say we're gonna try to clip this part and drop it out on friday so that uh people can get their um bets in we'll just we're just gonna release all this stuff tuesday we're not gonna cut it out or anything so you can, if you're listening to this on Tuesday, you can tell us how fucking smart Brian is and how rich he made you. Um, nail it. So, yeah, cool. So, Brian, why don't you break down a couple, give us a couple winners here. Okay, so um, first off, you got the, the game itself, all right? Mm-hmm. So, 
you got Kansas City is a three to three and a half point favorite, depending on where you are. I actually don't have a strong feeling on the on the game itself. Um, a couple weeks ago, I asked my wife who she thought was going to the Super Bowl without telling her, you know, who the four final teams were. I mean, I have football on, you know, on Sundays, so you know she may have, you know, so she's aware of certain teams, but she doesn't watch with me, and she. She said Tampa Bay and Kansas City without wow. me prompting her as to who the final four were. So I immediately parlayed those together. One gave her thirty dollars and told her that's how much the bet was for because she doesn't <laughs> need to know everything. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, and then, uh, something like an allowance or something like what is going on over there that I don't know about. All right. Well, believe, believe me, if there was an allowance being had in this house, it wouldn't be yeah. going. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. Uh, sure. Um, so uh, I, I have asked her who she likes in the game, and she immediately said Tampa Bay. So I am betting Buccaneers on the money line to get a little extra money because I'm taking good, them yeah. to win outright. Yep. Uh, so so that's all I'm doing on the side. Uh, I I am drawn very heavily towards the over in this game. And I hate doing that. I feel like the over in the Super Bowl is a sucker bet. bet. Yeah. Because because they they always especially, you know, early in the game, they always come out tight. Every team nobody wants to make a big mistake early. So Super Bowl games, you know, notoriously, you know, shade towards the under. But I just feel like this is Tom Brady's 10th fucking Super Bowl. Uh Tampa Bay puts up points and Kansas City has this weird way of falling behind every single game and then rallying to pull ahead. Mm-hmm. So I am, I am, even though I'm saying to everybody, this is a sucker's bet. <laughs> I am betting the sucker's bet. Yeah. I'm probably, I'm probably going to take the over in this game and hope that, you know, Kansas City pulls out to an early lead and somehow, or excuse me, uh, Tampa Bay does, and that Kansas City just kind of claws their way back in and and that's how the game goes. So those are the uh, those are the bets, the sort of the more classic bets that I'm making. Um, there's also the prop bets, as you alluded to, which you can bet every uh, every possible combination of things. Uh, I'm I'm betting the coin toss as I do every year. I'm betting tails as I do every year. And the past four years, I've won with tails. It's been tails four years in a row. Mm. Uh, and you would think heads is due, but here's the facts, motherfucker. It's still fifty fifty. So due. I'm. Yeah. Yeah, it's. Uh, I'm just gonna take tails again. Um, and there's some other weird prop bets out there. I, I'm I'm taking. Uh, I, I'm uh, I'm gonna bet Gronk to catch a touchdown pass. That pays pretty well. I'm, I'm, ta- I'm taking uh, Travis Kelsey's first catch to be under ten and a half yards. So I have I have just some other weird random things. But I have specifically crafted a couple of prop bets for the two of you. One okay, of each. Perfect. Now, do, do you want it? Do you want it now, or, or do you want to do a segment? We'll no, do a segment at the end. No, let's not do it at the end. Well, no, at the end of this of segment. Kid. Okay. <laughs> ah! Okay. Um, no, let me give my shitty bet real quick before uh, before okay. I forget it. Um, yep. So uh, I want to give my garbage prop that nobody should do except you, the listener. No one that's my friend should do it. Um, but if you're if you're not my friend, feel free to bet thousands of dollars on this. Uh, this is a uh, this is a prop. This is in the cross sport props or cross sport parlays <laughs> oh, or whatever no. this is. Um, I've got uh, I got to stick with my brand, guys. I got to go with 
total goals in Liverpool, Manchester City over uh, or uh, greater than or whatever it is, um, uh, Tom Brady touchdown passes. And I'm going to tell you why. (laughs) Um, First of all, it's got plus odds, which is good. It's plus 120. And... Uh, both those teams have been in form. They're scoring lots. Well, then Liverpool lost today, which means they will score four goals on Sunday. And uh, Manchester City is tearing everybody up. Not to mention that right before I was going to put the bet down, like right, I was thinking about that bet, and then um, I saw something pop on my Twitter that said uh, Liverpool's goalkeeper is hurt and will not be playing Sunday. So then I scurried my a little virtual fanny over to the William Hill app and put that money down because it, the odds didn't move on it. So uh, Liverpool down their top goaltender, goaltender, goalkeeper. I can never, I, I started watching hockey. And I, forgot, I forgot what the goal, goalie is called. Uh, Liverpool doesn't have the goalie. Um, they're going to score. I think those teams are going to score a bunch of goals. They've had a three to one game recently. I know earlier this year, they played a one, one draw. You're not out of it in that case. Who knows? But last year they played a four, three, those two. So I think you're going to have a lot of goals in that game. And uh, I think if you can get to like a two, two or a three, two, you're in the clear. So, um, that's the one I like. Uh, it's probably not good enough odds to take that, but you know, whatever. I threw a 10 at it. No biggie. Um, so that's my, my shit right. prop that I'm on. Uh, okay. Tony, what, do you, what do you got? Okay, yeah. I've got four bets. Go ahead. I've got some okay, fairly Jesus standard Christ. ones. I've taken Jesus Kansas Christ. City at a modified minus four and a half. It gives me slightly <laughs> better odds rather than the three that I was getting on the app. Uh, I'm going to take Patrick Mahomes for over 19 and a half rushing yards. I'm going to take the under in field goals at three and a half. And this one I'm on because it's kind of like our Phoenix Suns bet. Like the odds are that big, but the chances of it happening are, are only half as bad. I'm going to take Kansas City to win to nil. So if I was to put on a $5 bet with that one, I will give you my estimated returns for that one. So um, you're saying Kansas City would win like 20 to nothing? Yes. Wow. All right. Um, Let's see. What are the odds on that? Well, I'm actually going to put $15 on it because Australian dollars aren't as big as American dollars. We all know this. My potential winnings are three thousand three hundred and ninety Australian dollars. Wow. So that's what plus like a couple thousand or whatever. Yeah, pretty good. Twenty thousand. To put it in Australian odds, it's. Two hundred and twenty-six. So for every one dollar you put on, you get two hundred and twenty-six dollars in return. Jeez, interesting. That's good right. too because that bet could be over like immediately. You could just be like, "Well, yeah, cross that one off." You know, same with the Kelsey first catch. You can you can either win or lose some money like that. You know, I always I I always do that. I like to have a couple that you got to sweat the whole game, and uh, then I got the coin toss, which I can throw something away before kickoff. Yeah, it's just um, forty-five minutes before kickoff. Right. Yeah. Uh, so I, you know, so I had one for each of you and, and I thought these were kind of out there, but weirdly enough, you both kind of touched on these a little <laughs> bit, so, uh, but uh, I, I'm going to do it anyway. Tony, I'll start with you. Uh, the Saturday before the Super Bowl, the Philadelphia 76ers are hosting yes. the Brooklyn Nets, which will be higher. The first half point totals 
of the 76ers or Patrick Mahomes' total rushing yards for the game? Um, oh, wow. That That's a fairly easy bet. I don't have that available in my app, but the, the 76ers are an easy win there. Mm-hmm. I know Mahomes can rush unless he he's, he goes from the his own one-yard line. He's not going to touch Philly in this because this is going to be high scoring. We just saw a game involving the Brooklyn Nets and um, who was it? The Los Super- Angeles. No. The, oh, no, the really high scoring one. Um, oh. Two days ago, two or three days ago while I was playing poker. Um where it went to like 147, 146 in regular regulation. So the Philly are going to go way over that. Um, that's an easy bet for me. Yeah. All right. So I'm taking my homes. Okay. Okay. Cause so, so like just so today, <laughs> for example, today the Sixers scored 70 or 64 points in the first half. Yes. Uh, Mahomes, Mahomes can break off a 60 yard run. I've seen it. Yeah, I agree. You're saying Steve, Steve Bono can break off a sixty-year-old sixty-yard run. I saw that too when I was seven. Right, <laughs> because it's a, a super topical photo. Right? Yeah. Uh, Steve right, Bono is Bono's brother, I think. So here is one now for uh, for Andy. I don't uh, follow your world of soccer, but I know from that logo that looks like it could be uh, that's on your sweater. Looks like it could be like the logo for Yardbird. Uh, that you're oh, into yeah, that uh, into that uh, Tottenham, of course, uh, yes. team, right? And, and I yard, even and Yardbird I, and Yardbird, I, I, oddly I, enough. So, yeah. which will be higher? Uh, Tottenham is uh, is playing in a game very early Sunday morning yep. against uh, I don't know some fucking team. West Brom is that a team? Yeah. Um, so they're playing. What's going to be higher? Uh, Tottenham's goal total or Tom Brady's rushing yards? Oh, oh that's oh, a tough on, goal. Do you think? Did he have? Do you think he had positive yards for the season? Did he get? Maybe, like, I mean, yeah. he got sacked a lot, and I mean, he's always good for you know. Every now and then, they'll give him like a one-yard rush to try to right. uh, pick a, up a first down. So That's it's brutal. a tough. This is yes, yeah, is a tough one. Every time, this is my least favorite uh, match. It's my least favorite fixture every year that West Bromwich is in the Premier League that they haven't been relegated because when Spurs play them, it always ends one to one. It somehow is always one to one every single year, and it's the most dull shit on earth. Um, and I expect no different from them. It just depends on if. Uh, I would not count on this being Spurs goals. How about that? So I would probably Tom Brady take, rushing yards. Take the Brady rushing yards, and if I lost, I'd probably end up happy about it because it meant Spurs won. So um, I don't, I don't, I don't like the, I don't like the, the chances of the, the problem is all of a sudden you're watching the game, you're watching the Super Bowl, and you're like, okay, I need Tom Brady to get three rushing yards, right? And in your head, you're like, well, that shouldn't be hard, but it's fucking impossible. Yeah, that dude's not going to take off running. You can uh, have negative 10 by the end of the like, fourth, like third play of the game. You know, who knows? 
Um, I, I, you know what? I'm actually also going to throw in one other parlay that uh, that I'm act, that I'm playing that I, I kind of like. Uh, it's uh, the number of players in the in the game who will have a completed pass, and the over under number is as you would imagine. It's two and a half. So it's basically will someone other than the two starting quarterbacks complete a pass in this game? Uh, I am going with yes. I'm going. I'm taking the of over. Of course, this is smart money. It's like yeah. It's like it's like plus one thirty five, wow. uh, and it's basically you know you you're hoping someone gets hurt, or you're hoping there's a there's a gadget play, uh, and you know a, a, yeah. a running back or a wide receiver throws a a, a, a completed pass. But that's right. one that I'm 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 high on is uh, is that bet. I like that. That's a fun one. Well, here inevitably, here's the mistake I'm going to make is I'm going to bet like all of these. <laughs> of course, because I can, right? I'll be like, yeah, whatever. This this will keep me interested for three hours. Yep. Um, fortunately, the game will take seven hours, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> um, I'm 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 pumped for these. I think these are all pretty good. Tony, you got any favorites out of that bunch? You getting on these? I wish I could get on that Philly number. I understand um, Brian's. That two-and-a-half number, is anybody else going to throw a pass? I think it could be either an injury or I really think getting desperate somebody will produce a gadget pu- gadget play where either a punter or a running back or somebody or else throws a pass. I really think that's a good bet. I think 135 is a, is a fine number for that. Um, well, I, if I could get on that, I would get on that. That, that is a really good prop bet. Tony, it's a good idea with what else you got because if you got KC to win something to nothing, you know, okay, a lot to nothing theoretically, right? Um, if if KC's up thirty-five to nothing, Chad Henney's ass could be in that game. You know, his wheel wheelchair him into the game, and he could lock. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes has looked real gimpy the past few yeah. weeks, so uh, yeah, there's a possibility he comes out around. for a yeah he could, he could come out for just long enough for someone else to complete a pass. Yeah. Get him the Paul Pierce thing, get him in the wheelchair or whatever. Um, so, all right, that's helpful. And uh, just cause I'm a professional, Tony, what do you want me to do? You want me to count us back in for the regular show or clap or something? <laughs> I'll uh, just edit around it. It's fine. Okay. Can we, can we clap? You could do, you could do, right? yeah. <laughs> you could do what Sam Cooten used to do to me. He's like, uh, just uh, stay quiet for five seconds and then we'll know that uh, you need an edit. And then uh, he would just leave it all in. He would leave the five seconds. He would leave the shit, I made a mistake. He would do the you, whole thing. If, just, just leave the whole thing in. If you left all the times Tony and I are just silent for five seconds without having anything to say, you would, I mean, we do leave that in. And you can, I mean, if we tra- if we had to cut something every single time, we'd have six minutes of show. So uh, we, we'd have a lot of problems. Um. More importantly for the Super Bowl, and I think we've uh, we've covered this in a podcast that will doesn't exist, of course. But uh, what are we eating? What are we eating for this, Tony? You're going to be asleep. No, actually, you'll be awake. No, I'll be awake. Uh, um, what are you guys getting any any food together? I know I'm getting a little spread together. Uh, you guys cooking anything good up? What are your What are your favorite you know sort of game day foods you got going on? It it falls around lunchtime. I do actually have some. Tomato uh, and cheese sandwich, boy. Oh, yeah, that's what you're doing, right? Yeah. Well, I have some artisanally crafted kranskis. <laughs> um, <laughs> so not your, your supermarket kranskis. They've come from a an independent smokehouse. Might have those in a roll with some, like, yellow French's mustard. 
go sort of classic game day food, love a good Delicious. hot dog, you're at home, take it up market, I say. Brian, what do you you got anything going on? I think I'm gonna do. I think I'm gonna do some uh, uh, some meatballs. Gonna do some mini meatball sliders. Nice. Uh, So make up some meatballs. Make up some sauce. uh, Some Hawaiian rolls. uh, Do that. Um, My wife's big on dips, so we're gonna have like a hot, like a spinach artichoke type of dip, and then we're also gonna do like a. uh, her her dad is uh, from Texas, and he has this very sort of a little bit ghetto, but super delicious. It's just cream cheese and like literally paste picante salsa, and uh, you uh, you whisk that together, and then you eat it with Fritos. Oh, yeah. It's fucking amazing. Uh, and then uh, we're gonna do some deviled eggs also. So we're uh, yeah, we're gonna get after it. Nice. I'm going. I'm going old school. I think I. Uh... Um, I, the wife here loves, loves the Buffalo. Anything Buffalo is just like, we would, we could create a restaurant, create a Buffalo, a restaurant that just makes Buffalo flavored shit. And, uh, we're in on it. So I couldn't get any wing wings are gone. If anyone's wondering, don't, don't try to buy a wing. They are out in, uh, in Las Vegas. So good luck finding the. Those, but I did get some the old went with the old tendy and it got a, nice. it got everyone pretty excited here. So we're gonna do some. I, I, I might set up a little breading station, uh, fry up some uh, some buffalo chicken tenders. Got a bought a thirty two ounce block of cheese. <laughs> of course you. <laughs> so I'll be making some. So I'll be making some nachos. Um, not bad. Uh, just going old school on it, and I'm actually pretty excited. Now, I, haven't, I haven't mixed up a batch of nachos in a while. Now, Brian, um, perhaps you can tell this story if you remember it, but wasn't there a listener of TAI that thought buffalo wings were actually real buffalo? <laughs> I know I know what you're referring to, so it, you, you, you're a little bit right. So we, uh, we met a, uh, a couple, uh, this is um, Mophobes and I, at the, uh, at the 777 Brewery, uh, in the Main Street Station, Griff knows it well, as do you and I. Tony, yep. I believe you and I had a crying embrace in the bathroom. We sure this did. This, this couple is not me. I want to just clarify. No, it's not. It's not. It's not him. Uh, so, yeah, they were a re- very nice couple, and they, uh, you know, they were, uh, we, we met down at the 777, we're having a beer, and it's during happy hour. And so we're looking at the menu, and he points to his wife and said, oh, look, have like a it, it it had it it was essentially a caprese sandwich so it was buffalo mozzarella and tomato on ciabatta bread mm. and so he points to his wife he's like oh man that sounds good it's like buffalo chicken with mozzarella and, and tomato and i i like casually like mentioned i'm like oh no it's not guys it's actually not buffalo chicken it's buffalo mozzarella the the mozzarella comes from well and he looked at me and then he just looks at his wife and just shakes his head like, no, he's fucking, he doesn't know what he's talking about. And uh, <laughs> they ended up not ordering it. But I just remember like in that moment, I'm like, well, fuck you guys, get it. Get it yeah, and see it. what happens. Get, get, get some Franks out here to dump on your, on your cheese. <laughs> on your cheese sandwich, you weirdos. Uh, but yeah, that, that was, uh, yeah, that was, that was amazing. Classic. Uh, uh, now, to the flip side of that, because I, I can't, I can't put it all on other people. When I was a young man living in New York, uh, after a comedy show once, I went to a diner, which that's what comics uh, do, 
And I, uh, I was sitting down, I was looking at the burger menu and they had a Buffalo burger. And in my mind it was going to be a <laughs> burger, with Buffalo sauce all over it. And of course it turned out to be a burger, just a plain burger made out of Buffalo meat. Right, of course. So I can't, I can't also, <laughs> I got to give you. myself some shit as well. Uh, uh, the people I was with too, they were like, okay, I didn't know you were, you were into that. I'm like, what? Who's not into buff? Oh, I see. Okay. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> How was it? Do you remember how it was? It was fine. It was, I mean, you know, it was a diner burger, so I'm sure they weren't getting the finest grass-fed <laughs> buffalo uh, bison meat that's that's out there, but it was pretty good. It was fine. Hey, Kuma's, Kuma's Corner in Chicago makes a nice nice buffalo burger, and hey, it's good for your cholesterol. We, and, you know, we're, we're worried about that. Uh, speaking of our cholesterol, so Brian, you uh, you foreshadowed your own destiny here earlier in the show. I uh, swear, talked- I thought you were going to say death. <laughs> you foreshadowed. <laughs> I'm like, did I really? Well, oh let's, god. Let's <laughs> see. If, let's see. Let's find out. Um, you uh, you did mention uh, our Thanksgiving exploits, where we reviewed some of the classic Food Network recipes. Uh, I decided to go back to that well because of. As Tony knows, well, at this point, I can't come up with new shit anymore. <laughs> My brain is not allowing new, – new shit is gone. If I can come up with something once, we're doing it twice at least. All right? So uh, this is a uh, – we'll call it a version of Untrapped, but really it's just food-related. This is uh, – it, it's called I went to the Food Network website and looked up the funniest shit that they're making for the Super Bowl. This drop was very confusing. <laughs> yeah, see, it's good. It makes Perfect. complete sense if you know the game, if you've ever listened to one of these podcasts, which yeah. I trust you haven't. No, dear God, dear God, no, I haven't. So I've never or listened not. to one of mine. I'm going to listen to one of <laughs> yours. Yeah, you did 800 podcasts, yeah. Um, well, the bit, anyways, is that uh, usually I've if if we were playing the old school game, I would have I've locked Tony in a dungeon, a well as it were, and um, he's down there. He's got a living room down there just full of old porno, and he's stuck down there until he can get done with the game. Not bad. Um, yeah, he actually has a pretty good – He, I, that's why I think he's fucking with me. But um, what I've got is five recipes that I found on the Food Network website. This, uh, this one left me I, – I hope – I don't know if it'll play as well, but this one had Kelly checking on me because I was cackling – in here looking through the hundred best game day recipes because there are some fucking classics in here um, from some real weirdos making food. So I got five. What I want you guys to do, we're going to do a face off like we did last time. Um, closest to the pin, we'll call it. No price is right. Shit. We're not going to do that here. And uh, uh, we're, we're going to guess the ratings on these things. And um, I'm going to try to describe them as best I can. We've only got five, so it shouldn't take you too many hours to sort this out. Um, so let's get into it. You guys you guys get the point of this? Tony, did I not explain it well enough? No, you did a great job. I'm ready to get into Perfect. this. If Brian doesn't understand it, that's fine by me. It gives me an advantage. Yeah. Right. No problem. All right, here we go. The first one, and this kind of plays into an obsession I've had with the naming of food lately, 
This is called the bacon cheeseburger garbage bread. Um, I don't know why stuff is garbage all the time. Uh, just between the, the two of us, Brian, we've eaten, we've had trash can nachos. We know there's GB garbage bowl. We know there's garbage plates. Well, this is garbage bread. And what this looks like, I'm going to do my best to describe what this looks like too with a lot of these because some of them look very funny. This looks like, are you familiar with Povetitsa, Brian or Tony? Do either of you know what that is? Uh, nope. Uh, um, it's just like bread that's sort of swirly in the middle. Like it, it's almost like it's been rolled. Essentially, the bread has been rolled. The dough was rolled and then risen and then baked. So it has sort of a coffee cake like pattern inside of it. If that, if gotcha. that makes sense. Yep. Instead does. of it being filled with like walnuts or something, it's filled with bacon cheeseburger stuff. So some of the uh, items in this recipe: uh, two pounds of ground beef, twelve slices of American cheese. One and a half pounds of store-bought pizza dough. And my personal favorite thing that's in this, okay, my two favorite, we'll say the five tablespoons of ketchup and a half cup of mayonnaise. So the Mm. bacon cheeseburger garbage bread on Food Network from Food Network Kitchen. What do you got on this? 29 reviews only for the bacon cheeseburger. Is this out of five stars? Just... Just it's of course out of five out of five stars, and we know with these. Just to, I always give some hints. Um, nobody goes to the bacon garbage, bacon cheeseburger garbage bread, and says, "I don't want that," because they wanted enough to fucking buy, you know, two pounds of ground beef and twelve ounces of American cheese. You know, thirty slices. Sorry, it has twelve ounces of American cheese. About thirty slices. That's what. That's <laughs> thirty slices of American cheese. Apologies for messing that up. Of course, the people so, making this probably don't own a scale, so it's, I'm glad they had that conversion in there. Tony, why don't you why don't you give it a go first? Okay, and I've learned from my mistakes of of games past, and I'm sure Brian will be busting out this move. And and you're right. Anybody that's going to this recipe and then decides to make it, they want this. They want this in their life. They want diabetes. They want artificial valves in their heart. They want this shit. So Who has that? Anyways. There's, there's at least one dissenter amongst that crowd. I'm going to give it, oh. and I think I'm too low, 4.8. Oh, wow. Okay. Me. I don't like you assuming that me eating bacon cheeseburger bread was what got me artificial valves, but whatever. Okay. Don't you want Brian, some, though? Artificial yeah. valves? Too late. I already got enough. But yeah. I do uh, kind of want this. Yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, yeah, Tony has picked up on it because I was going to come in hot, but he uh, he came in hotter. Um, I mean, I think he's... Wow. I think he's dead on. I think there's a chance this thing is a fucking five. But wow. I am okay. I am I am going to I'm gonna take the odds on this one. I'm gonna go a, a little bit lower. And I'm gonna say four point six. Well, that's one for Brian. This one's only a four point two. Oh man, um, it, must be, it must legitimately be shitty. Then, yeah. If I had to hypothesize, it would be the 30, 30 slices of American cheese baked into a bread. Maybe didn't have the result that one would hope. My um, thought is, if somebody reads a recipe with thirty slices of cheese, <laughs> yes. says, "Oh fuck yes," they make they, they're gonna love it. But 
I'm, I'm surprised. That's lower than I thought. I didn't. I didn't mention the other item I should have mentioned, which is that this has a whole jar, a 32 ounce jar of pickles. Oh, what is going man. on with this thing? <laughs> that is that is not a garbage <laughs> bread. That is a, a trash can fire of a bread. That is yeah, awful. It's a. Uh, it's it's really remarkable looking. Um, it's yeah. It's definitely got like some. There is a goo factor to this that is maybe uneasy to me. I, I really don't. I mean, I I don't love American cheese because of of. I I know that that's a, an unpopular take, especially amongst Maybe. probably this crowd. But there's like yeah, a like there's just an uneasy. It. You know, it's the same problem I have with Prevel. There's just some e- uneasy thing about it when it melts in the wrong. I don't know. It, there's something that goes on. Give me a Saint so Louis it, pizza it looks, any day. It gives me a little. It makes me. This probably looks worse to me than it does to anyone else. But the rating is surprisingly low. All right, next one. Um. Uh, this this one's this one's got a maybe unfortunate name as well. Uh, this one's called lasagna cupcakes. This was also on the best game day recipes, lasagna cupcakes. This is from, uh, boy, this is going to not actually reflect well on me, but I'm going to say this was is from my, maybe my, one of my least favorite Food Network star winners, Artie Sequera. Um, doesn't really, doesn't really align with her sort of food POV, as they called it on, uh, <laughs> on Food Network star. But uh, this had uh, lasagna cupcakes. I would describe these as looking sort of like open crab rangoon. They have sort of like a crusty outside and then like a lasagna inside with a little cheese top on it, if that makes sense. Um, these ones have some interesting ingredients that I think will potentially make Brian pretty mad. Um, I would be clear that I am positive that the tomato sauce has cinnamon in it. There is a one-inch cinnamon stick involved in the tomatoes, and four cloves in the tomato sauce. <laughs> this is um, I'm, this is I'm uh, I'm already out of this thing. <laughs> um, there's a ricotta filling that has ricotta, parm, shredded mozz, and mango chutney. <laughs> I'm not fucking with you. It has a mango chutney, and it's wrapped up in wonton wrappers. Um, and it's got a shitload of basil in it. So uh, this is lasagna cupcakes from Artie Sequera. And actually, it does have a little bit of her POV in it because there's cinnamon cloves and mango chutney in it for some reason. Yeah, because it's a nightmare. Um, I'm going to tell you right now, this is going to be – this is disgusting. Uh, I have had I have had a – like a lasagna – not a cupcake, but I've – I've I've had a uh, like a mini lasagna before, the same idea made in – like a muffin tin um, with real, uh, <laughs> no chutney, like real Italian ingredients. Sure. And it wasn't that good. It dries out, like the noodles get super hard. Right. It wasn't good with real ingredients. Well, let's be, be clear. Uh, there are no noodles in this. It is wonton. That, that should be something I, I should clear up. There why are is no, she, why does she have no to use the word fucking lasagna? Why this. would she why would she say the word lasagna? Well, because what else do you call cheese? it? And th- and there's layers in it. Literally anything else. Yeah. Call it fucking Rangoon. Ricotta Rangoon. Call it, call it tomato sauce garbage wraps, and you might get more hits on it on the food network. How many, how many reviews? Trash in it. Yeah. How many reviews? 
Oh, sorry. There are 58 reviews on this. So people are, one, are, are getting in here and making this and they're reviewing it. So, I mean, take it. I mean, how many people do you think got in here and cooked this? If there's 58 reviews. Oh, I, I mean, would guess 5,000 people. Yes. You know? That's yeah. Crazy. I would, I was right. going to guess 5,800 people have made this. I'm going to, that's a nightmare. I can't even, I don't even want to believe this, but uh, I'm going to say 3.3. Oh, wow. <laughs> Super low. Ooh. I'm going to come in a little hotter. I'm going to come in. I don't want to come in too hot and I don't want to do the prices right thing. I'm going to come in at 3.8. Okay. Well, we're not doing prices right rules anyways, but it's, you're right. You're closer, Tony. It's, you guys are going to shit. It's 4.4 on the lasagna cupcakes. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> that proves to <laughs> me that uh, fusion food done shittily is better than an Italian classic. Obviously, yeah. this is that an is, improvement over lasagna. Yep. I mean, these are all over the place. This is an impossible game. You know, there's no way you could ever get close to this because there's some fucked up shit in here. But this, that one really, that one, that one got me. <laughs> oh, <laughs> 4.4 for stick. Mango oh. chutney, mango chutney ricotta <laughs> filling. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, All right. Well, let's see how you, what you think of this one. So these next ones are going to be a little tricky and that's why we're playing closest to the pin here, because if you can be, if you're way off, whatever. Um, The next couple were just too funny for me to leave out of this. So they don't have a lot of reviews. Um, I would usually make a rule that I could only use so many reviews, but these shits are too damn funny and we, we have to have them. This one is called the giant pig in a blanket. Um, this one, uh, this one is something. Um, it only has five reviews, unfortunately, which probably means still that five hundred some people have gotten in here and made this. I want to read the description of it. This slice and serve pig in a blanket. So this is like this looks like a beef Wellington if it were filled with like a giant hot dog log. Um, so this slice and serve pig in a blanket is gigantic indeed, stuffed with breakfast sausage and ham and rolled in crescent dough. It's great for game day or even for breakfast. Don't eat this for breakfast. Um, eat this for breakfast every day, I dare you. This, <laughs> I'm telling you, this looks like Thor's penis wrapped in fucking dough with poppy seeds on top. It is. You had me at Thor's penis. Pink <laughs> fucking. Thor had a weird brown penis. <laughs> no, it's not brown. It is like a fleshy pink log. Why? Why? In this oddest looking. Th- I clicked to this. I looked at the picture and I just was cracking up. I just. <laughs> dying. Um, this one has. This is what I imagine if I know I'm making too many Simpsons references today, but um, when Homer was getting fat and he bought the thing that was called like farmer John's breakfast log or something. (laughs) Yeah. This this is that, this is what that was. Okay. Um, This has a 16 ounce log pork breakfast sausage, such as Jimmy Dean. Also it mentions (laughs) that it should be chilled. I don't know where else you're putting it. Um, Four slices of deli ham, an eight ounce tube of, crescent dough, an egg, and a teaspoon of poppy seeds, and honey mustard for serving, the the white trashiest com- condiment there is, although I do like honey mustard, but that's about it. 
that's that's high on the list. Um, all right, guys. So this only has five reviews. This is a tricky one. Uh, giant pig in a blanket. What do you got, guys? Well, I'm gonna go first because I love a good pig in a blanket. This doesn't sound like a good pig in the pig in the blanket, but would I eat this if it was served to me? Hell yes. Would I make this? I'm thinking about doing it right now. This to <laughs> me is a four star recipe. Four on the knocker. All right. Four on the dot. All right. I, I actually have to agree with Tony. I'd eat this. Like it sounds, you know, Thor's penis is not the greatest, uh, you know, analogy, although good for Thor. It sounds like he's doing all right for himself. I wish, wish I had a 16 maybe, ounce log. Maybe it's Paul but, Bunyan. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. But, uh, it doesn't sound bad to me. I, I, uh, I, I feel like uh, if I was at a place that had it, I'm taking a slice. Uh, I'm going to go a little higher. I'm going to say 4-3. Well, I got bad news, fellas. This is a 3.2. <laughs> oh, um, no. Big in a blanket. So Tony gets that one. Yeah, no. That's 2-1 to one for Tony. I'm going to actually just so you can – uh, so we have it for, I have it documented. I at least shared it with you guys. Um, I'm going to put it into the chat. Uh, uh, this, so you can see this thing and whenever, if you ever want to look at this, uh, you can, um, this thing is, is really remarkable. <laughs> uh, I can tell you right now, this has not been cooked properly. <laughs> no, right yeah, out of the yeah. gate. Like There's that looks like problem. raw, that's like raw crescent dough. <laughs> Did they bake <laughs> it at all? I, w- I would love nothing more. I don't know why I, I I wanted this, but I saw the second I saw this, I was like, I would fucking murder someone for Paul Hollywood to eat this. I want to watch <laughs> Paul Hollywood eat this. It would be really funny to see that. Look, um, that it's classic. This is obviously a bad recipe, but I think the principle is sound. Maybe it's Crescent Dough. Yeah. Maybe Crescent Dough, not the right dough. Maybe we don't want to go dough. Maybe we want to go pastry. And maybe we want to do the beef Wellington thing, but like ground beef, ham, and like a, a even like a rough puff, I think would be delicious. Puff. I think you got to look at this though as who you're appealing to make this. Also, is sort of the problem, right? I mean, I, but, I know that the three of us are. I mean, we've all. You guys have more dough experience than me. I don't. It's not that I dislike the idea of sort of a sausage-filled Wellington type item like this. Um, and one of the other items that is not in this game, by the way, was a buffalo chicken Wellington, which I couldn't decide if I thought was funny or delicious. Um, but, uh, yeah, I would eat that in a second. Um, it's not that I wouldn't eat a concept of this idea. It's not that this doesn't – it's just that this looks so disturbing. <laughs> it's so odd-looking. Yeah. To me, it just looks like – and I'm sure you guys are familiar with this, but it's an Australian staple. It just looks like a, a ginormous sausage roll. Oh yeah, no, I love sausage roll. Yeah, I've yeah, done. I mean, I I've done this recipe, just not in such a gross way. Like I have done like Italian sausage and wrapped it in in crescent dough or hot dogs mm-hmm. and wrapped them in crescent mm-hmm. dough in my life. Yep. So oh, yeah. I've done. I've essentially done this, but they just went next level with it. Well, like li- little pigs in a blanket. I mean, I've done them. Or um, we used to uh, uh, when I was in college. Uh, Kelly's roommate would make them and she would just call them presents and they were little little crescent dough wrapped around a hot dog and you dip them in mustard. I'm all about that. Sounds great. Sure. Yeah, and if you want to take it upmarket, um, Dessert Person actually has a version of this on the New York Times um, 
YouTube channel, on their cooking channel. Um, Claire, formerly of Bon Appetit, she has a handmade version of this. I'm not going to that effort to make pigs in a blanket, but her pigs in a blanket did look delicious. Well, looks like the the viewers of the or the users of the Food Network website have different thoughts because three point two. It's pretty dark for something you went and went to this kind of trouble to make. But uh, oh well. Well, here's another one. This one just had a funny name. It's not that I can't really tell if I think this would be good or not. This one's called the Big Game Pizza Ball. Uh, this is from Justin Warner. Another Food Network star winner and a guy I actually found relatively compelling. I am not shitting you. This has gotten a review since I looked at this. So oh. somebody is somebody is getting their pizza ball like ready to for now. So um, the big game pizza ball. I think if you're going uh, to serve something called the big game pizza ball to even somebody that you may be married to, because I know in these times you shouldn't be holding a party, but then anybody producing something off the Food Network, probably is likely to be a COVID denier and probably is holding parties. But if you're going to serve a pizza ball, I think you need to, to test drive it. I think it's the only safe thing to do. So I can understand why this is being test driven before the big event. All right. Well, this is an easy one. This is – it takes 15 minutes. Um, he says it yields 15 snack servings. I mean, what, what are we doing here? No. Um, this, this is a, it sort of looks just like a big round of cream cheese, like a mound of it, like a dip kind of, but sort of formed. Like if you molded it in a bowl, but it's covered in pepperoni. And in the top, there's essentially a well, like you would form a well to put an egg in for making pasta, but it's full of tomato sauce. Um, so but, but is it, is it cream cheese? It's cream cheese, pepperoni, and tomato sauce? Yeah, so here's the description of it. Um, this was this is completely gratuitous but completely tasty. A slightly more elegant way to get your pizza fix while you yell at the TV, so it doesn't help. Uh, the directions are interesting because there's no steps to it. So this just says, pulse the heck out of everything except the tomato sauce, pepperoni, and pita. Scraping the bowl to ensure even mixing. Shape this mass as you'd like. Make some wells on top. Put the tomato sauce in the wells. Shingle the pepperoni around the exterior and serve with pita points, he says. So like pita toasts. So um, this has 24 ounces of shredded mozz, a pound of cream cheese, seven tablespoons of olive oil, some spices, some basil, some garlic powder, some oregano. Um, it's got all that stuff blitzed together. And then you put a little tomato sauce and a little bit of pepperoni along, or a lot of pepperoni shingled around it. So essentially it's a big cre spicy cream cheese ball with uh, peps on it and you eat it with pita. You know what this feels like to me? This feels like, you know, the execs went to Justin Warner and said like, listen, like <laughs> everyone has to have a Super Bowl snack for the website so get on it. And he just did like a fuck you. And this is yeah. what he came up with. This doesn't even seem like a recipe. A chef put this together? Yeah. This is nonsense. The restaurant chef. Uh, this has seven, only has seven reviews. Had six earlier today, but seven by now. So um, yeah, big game pizza ball. <laughs> right. So. I'll, I, I'm just going to, I mean, I'm kind of on the fence here. I, 
I, I feel would like I dip my pita into this. Sure. Yes, but I mean, I, I don't feel know what like it is. If you call something a pizza, like the person who decides to make a recipe for something called a pizza ball, I do not feel like this satisfies your <laughs> pizza ball craving. I'm going to say 3.8. Ooh, I, I think you're coming in high. I think oh, wow. I, might, I might. I think this is this. This should be called garbage pizza ball. Um, oh, no, this this to me is disaster on on the internet. And look, this is the Re- Rebecca Black of recipes. It's probably oh, wow. so bad it's getting some irony rating. So I have to take that into account. I'm going to score this. Two point nine. Two point nine. That's a bold move by Tony, and and it does not pay off for him. If this uh, one goes to Brian for his three point eight, because the final rating at seven reviews is four point six for Justin Warren. <laughs> I did not see that coming. Ball. My one thing I've learned with cream cheese stuff is people just fucking like cream cheese. They, just, they don't care. You yeah, know, just keep it plain. Why are you yeah. having to jam in other stuff? It's delicious by itself. Just put it on a bagel. You're good. Game day snack done. Everything bagel, cream cheese. <laughs> bagel and cream Here cheese. You're done. Next. I'm sitting half sitting half nude on the on the I'm stuck to my leather couch. Fully nude. Not half old, not half nude. Three day three day old bagel with some uh, you know, cream cheese that I smelled three times out of the fridge. Just like it's fine, you know, whatever. That's my game day snack. <laughs> Perfect. Um, all right, last one. We're tied. It's two to two. We got this. Is it? This is the this is the decider of all deciders. Uh, this one I had to I had to leave the Food Network world briefly um, because I found something on the Food Network world that I loved, and alas, it had no reviews. The Food Network uh, recipe set that was called the um, Italian Sub Dip. Seven later, Italian Sub. And I was like, okay, well, that's. Um, but they're in overviews. So I, I went Googling around and I found something from our our good friend Christina at it's, It Is a Keeper Tried and True Easy Recipe blog as seen on the Channel 16 Home and Backyard <laughs> show. Um, this is called the Italian Hoagie Dip. Um, so it makes me think this lady might be, what's a, ho- what's a hoagie place? New Jersey? Somewhere like that? Um, that's, a, that's a Philly thing. No, no, it's, sorry, Northeast, Northeast Pennsylvania. Uh, so the Italian hoagie dip is one of the best recipes I have in my arsenal. Um, so this looks sort of just like all the stuff for a hoagie, the meats and all the stuff chopped up and, uh, made it into a very meaty salad. And I don't know what you would dip in this. Honestly, it just looks like salad. So, uh, this one, um, it only takes 20 minutes to make. It has a quarter pound of peps, quarter pound of turkey breast, what? quarter pound of salami, quarter pound of ham, quarter pound of provolone, an onion, some icebergs, some banana peppers, a half cup of mayonnaise. 
some olive oil and uh, some little herbs and crap. So um, you just mix all this crap together and you dip your crackers in it. That's what she says. So um, really just mayonnaise and the hoagie ingredients in this. This has 68 votes on the uh, reviews here. Um, what do you guys think of a hoagie dip? I, I was I was sort of half interested in it, and then you know, this I don't know. I just I guess I'd just rather eat a hoagie. Yes. So I sure. actually have a little bit of experience with this. Oh. Okay. Uh, because um, there was a restaurant that was close to you know not far from uh, my house called Boteca. It was pretty good. It was kind of like a tapas place uh, with some Brazilian flair, whatever. Long story short, they had a muffaletta dip, um, and it was didn't have a lettuce oh, and stuff okay. in it. Like that, that takes it to the another, another level. But it basically had like all of the the meats and cheese and the olive spread of a muffaletta, yeah. and uh, and they just blitzed it, and then they yeah, and then they served it to you with like some you know little bread whatever the slices. See, that sounds shit. different and, to me. That sounds like tapenade with the meat in it. That just sounds like olive tapenade, but if the meat got stuck in it, which actually sounds good to me. <laughs> I could so eat. it was uh, it was it was actually pretty good. So I enjoyed it. Um, so I'm I'm gonna say I'm gonna say a four point two. Okay. Ooh. Um, hoagie ingredients in a salad. I've got to come in lower. But I'm going to do – oh, no, I'm going to come in higher because I think these independent blogs get a little bit more of a lenient score because people have – they've gone outside the ecosystem. I'm going to go 4.3. Wow, Tony. Uh, you snuck it out in the end. Uh, it's 4.33. Yes. Which, honestly, it looks like a Chicago chop salad, but instead of chicken, it's just got meat. It just looks like it ain't, you know what I mean? Like, all the crap mixed in there. I don't know. I don't see how this is dip. It's dip because they put crackers next to it. Um, (laughs) I don't don't buy that. I think the muffaletta dip sounds good. And in Chicago, uh, and I'm sure other places, we have this dip that's really hard to describe. Maybe, maybe everywhere has it, and it's just something that fucking weirdos made in the 60s, and we kept it forever. But it was like cream cheese and chipped beef, if you're familiar with chipped beef or, sure. like, um, you know, the cheap like, lunch meat beef, and just sliced up green olives were all in there. And uh, I love that shit. You serve it with little rye breads. Um, I'd eat that right now if you put it in front of me. So that, that kind of reminds me of this, but the, it's the lettuce and all that shit. That doesn't make any sense. It's just a salad. That's weird. Um, so I don't get that one, but yep. Tony sneaks away with this one. I think Congrats. if I recall, he, uh, he did not, he did not, uh, he did not win the Thanksgiving one. So um, Brian uh, and Tony tied one to one in the all time rankings of food, weird food network recipe reviews. There was some other good shit out there. I just honorable mention type things. Shout out to the honorable mention guys. Um, the uh, my favorite being the six foot nachos. There was a recipe. <laughs> it was just called that six foot nachos, and it was just like organized by color. So there's just an end part that's all black olives. Um, 
No, I don't know. I don't know why that existed, but it did say it served 35 to 50 people and they were promoting on their site right now. So I would say, Hey, get 35 to 50 people over to your house. Good idea. Sounds and safe. Eat your six foot nachos. No problems here. I don't think that's you no know, problems with that. Um, so very weird. Uh, all right, guys, I think we have uh, tortured Brian for long enough. Honestly, Tony, um, you got it. You have any other uh, pressing questions for Brian before he, he vanishes back into the internet content ether. Well, it was not so much me having questions, but our our listeners did have a question. Oh yes, that's right. I I almost forgot. I did put out to our listeners on Discord. Uh, feel free to join our Discord channel. Just ping us on Instagram or send us an email, and we'll get you in the channel. But one of our listeners had a question because about an hour before the show, I said, "Any questions for comedy legend Brian Malika?" And um, our uh, listener, uh, Tyler W. Toods, his uh, picture is of a nut. His nickname is Nut. And he asked, when you nut in space, does it push you back? Do you, do you, I, I, now I wondered if that's not a question for Neil deGrasse Tyson, but I I wondered if you might have some thoughts on that. That, I was, I'm going to, can I tell you something? I was expecting this question to be stupid, but (laughs) it's, Actually, a solid question. Uh-huh. Uh, I am going to say, I'm going to say no, though. I, uh, I really firmly believe the answer is no, only because, while I'm sure there's been a lot of nutting in space, yeah. uh, they do have to, like, they do have to pee, and I can't imagine a world where when they pee in those little bags, they're just fucking flying around like a like a balloon that you'd let them go of. Like, like they fly like, like the uh, like the vampires in um in what we do in the shadows when they vomit. They just take exactly. Off. Yeah. No, I uh, I I can't. I I'm gonna say no, but I will say that's a solid question. And I'm uh, I mean I'm a hundred percent certain that it would just like there would just be like a a billion little nut globules. Floating around uh, your your uh, space station. See, I just saw it as one stringy white white globule floating through I, space. I think it would. I think they would go into spheres, like at a fucking fancy restaurant. I think it would turn into <laughs> spheres. Yeah, it's like a Lydia for, for jizz. exactly Why, Wiley Dufresne, just jizz spheres. <laughs> um. The only other the my there is a, some other funny stuff posted in the Discord. I don't have time to mention it all, but I did want to mention that somebody did post uh, that Joe Montana is doing a special event live with his fans, um, and we wondered. I, I we were wondering if that meant that Joe Montana had an only fans, and what what would that be like? Um, and we never really got a great answer on that. So if anyone wants to get into Joe Montana, the cam girl, um, maybe that's coming out for the Super Bowl. But. I would do I would do a Joe Montana Super Bowl party. <laughs> that sounds much Joe better. Montana. Yeah, I would watch Joe Montana sure. before Joe Montana any day, absolutely. Yeah. Um, cool. Well, uh, we did it. Cranked out another uh, hour plus of content. Brian, thanks for hopping on sure. and chit-chatting with us. Um, real quick, I'm just going to tell the listeners – you guys can send us an email if you have questions for for Brian. We can get him answered by proxy. I feel like I have access to him, but um, sure. you know, I don't <laughs> want to guarantee. I ain't guaranteeing that. Ask me less nutting questions. So let's let's fit in some other <laughs> questions, huh? 
uh, or more. I don't care. Uh, feel free to uh, get on a Discord. We want to see you on the Discord. Um, drop us a note. We got a good handful of listeners on there coming and poking around and uh, seeing the dumb shit we're talking about. Just drop us a uh, Instagram message or send us an email. We'll do it. Hey, if you want to see us on Instagram, we're Beer Engine Pod. Uh, funny pictures, maybe funny. I don't want to guarantee funny pictures, though. Um, hit us up on Untapped. I'm Griff AD. Tony is St. Maz. Tony, is that it? I'm out of breath. Yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Perfect. Brian, you got anything else to blast into the internet before, uh, not your nut, but anything else before before you leave? That guy nut, like he really sticks to the theme, huh? He takes it. He takes it all the way. I like him. You need those guys, yeah. Tony? I've got nothing. All right. That was kind of anticlimactic. All right. Tony wins. See ya. (laughs)